When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever. Dog. Crazy never looked so beautiful. This week on the podcast, Dia Reeves' Bleeding Violent. Welcome to Teen Creeps, the podcast that discusses YA Pulp Fiction. I'm one of your hosts, Lindsay Katai. I'm another one of your hosts, Kelly Nugent. And as said, this week we are discussing Dia Reeves' <laughs> Bleeding Violet. <laughs> uh, uh, before we get started, how you doing, Kelly? Oh, bad. Yeah. yeah oh, bad. we did talk about that Yeah, we talked bit. about it a little bit. I'm just not doing great. Um, but it's one of those things where intellectually I'm like, okay, I know it'll pass. Yeah. Uh, it's just a bout of, luckily it's just the beginnings of a bout of depression to a point, like if it were really bad, we would not be recording right now, mm-hmm. but luckily, and I think I'm, I'm glad that I'm talking to you right now because yeah. being social in the beginnings of it often will just push it away for another time. That's good. So, um, yeah, I don't know, just everything, like everything from like big stuff like the world. Mm-hmm. To smaller things, to like medium-sized things like the the heat wave yeah. and like the fires that are now in Griffith Park. Yeah. And then to smaller things like, you know, dissatisfaction with my career and like where I am. <laughs> I think that's small. Well, I mean like I on the scale of like universal. Thing. Right? Like the world, then... Like, okay, the world, mm-hmm. our government. Yep. The weather. I feel like the weather is the weather The weather is pretty big. The world. Okay, weather back to the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, heat wave in LA, uh-huh. and then like down to to me personally. So I guess from a pers- to a personal thing of feeling just kind of shitty about I don't know, just about everything, right? Like you don't have enough success, you don't deserve the success you have. You're um you're worthless. You should do more. You sh- why do you think you should do more? Why would anybody want to put you in things? That kind of thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Classic. The classic creator's dilemma. Indeed. Indeed. Always a fun state to be in. Fantastic. Well, I know that you know that you are full of worth. You're like Thank you. popping off with worth. Thank you. Um, but yeah, I too have been doing pretty badly, which you know. Ugh. Um, which is appropriate for this book because um as most of our listeners know, I'm I have bipolar two disorder mm-hmm. and my meds got fucked up. No. And so I was finally taking the right meds, but it took me a good couple of weeks to recover from the slide into depression. I'm finally feeling better Good today, last night and today. I'm glad. It was very yeah, hard, and I'm glad bad. that you pulled through it. Thank you. And if you ever need anything, I am here. Thank you. Um, Speaking of bipolar, I wanted to talk to you about this book because I wanted to know if you felt... Real quick, yeah. When he said, "I wanted to talk to you about," and my brain went, uh, "Our sponsor, Lola." 
Because <laughs> it was like oh, a similar phrase. Yeah, it, it is. It is. We <laughs> wanted to take a break sponsors. from our show to talk to you about one of our sponsors, Lola. Speaking of bipolar, I wanted to talk to you about Lola. Tampons. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like when people think like organic food will cure anything. Yeah. Where it's like, if you use organic tampons, you yeah. won't have bipolar anymore. I love um, not having bipolar in my vagina. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. My vagina is not bipolar anymore. <laughs> Thank goodness. No toxins. Um... Okay, I wanted to talk to you about this book because I wanted to know yeah. how you felt. Like, do you feel I, I should have looked up to see if this if Dia Reeves has any experience with mental illness? Yeah. And or if she doesn't, did she have this book sensitivity read? That's a good question. Because my personal experience, I was like, this is not right. Mm-hmm. But I'm not bipolar one. I'm bipolar two. Mm -hmm. I looked it up too. She's probably bipolar one. Okay. Which is the more intense one. Like more intense highs and lows. And a lot of people think like, oh, that means bipolar two isn't as dangerous. But mm -hmm. really because bipolar two, you go into deep and very long depressions. It is actually more likely that you, you're more at risk for suicide than mm -hmm. bipolar one. Anyway. Tangent. It is the more like obviously intense one. The one where like mm -hmm. when you're manic, you like might try to invent a new language or be right. seeing things. And when you're depressed, you like literally stop moving. Mm -hmm. Um and so for my experience, I would have read this and gone, This isn't right. But one time I was in a writer's group with this girl who's writing this character who is bipolar. And having hallucinations. And I was like, this doesn't read true to me. And she was like, well, I am bipolar. And this is how this was my yeah. experience. And I was like, oh, OK. Yeah, because at first I was like, I didn't know that hallucinations were a thing. And then I looked it I up and I was either. like, it does for some people. They yeah. do experience auditory and visual hallucinations. So with that, I was like, OK, maybe. But then there were some like phrases that she kind of threw around where I was like, that's not. She was there was like a point where the main character. um was in a state of depression. Yeah. And she couldn't stop cleaning her room and painting all her walls and doing all this stuff. And uh -huh. I was like, uh. That's mania. Yeah. 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 So that made me um, wonder. I was like, ah. Yeah. Oh, God. What is, what the fuck is her name? Dear Reeves? <laughs> no. <laughs> the, the character? Dear Hannah. Sir. Hannah, thank you. Oh, my God. That was not there. Um, mm -hmm. Hannah Yarvinson? Yarvinson? Your Jorvinson? Yeah, probably. Um, yeah, there are a few things where I like, yeah, I really should have looked this up. Well, I'll look up to see if I can find out if okay. Dia Reeves does have experience with mental illness. Okay. Well, you do that. Um, do you want me to try? You can try to find the back of the book. Yeah. Here, why don't I, well, why don't I just try to see if I can tell you briefly what happens? Oh, like great. a Like a skeleton. Oh, that'd be awesome. We'll see if I can do it. Okay. Hannah, she is uh, biracial and bicultural. Um, she shows up. on. She's she's hallucinating her dad. She shows up in Portrero to try and find her mom, who she has no experience with her mom. Her mom, like, ditched her right when she was born. Um, and she uh, shows up at her mom's house. 
Her mom is like, ew, get away from me. I don't want to raise you. And she's like, I'm already grown. And sh- and then her mom's like, no, I don't care. I don't want any part of being around you. Then she's like, Hannah's like, okay, well, listen up, mom. I can make really good friends while I'm here and I can fit in. And the mom's like, okay, sure. I'll give you two weeks. And so then uh, Hannah's like, fine, I'll prove you wrong. And then her mom's like, you're going to school. And she's like, what the what? I don't want to go to school. And she's like, well, you're going to school. That's how you're going to meet people. Except the mom thought that would just scare her away because Portrero is a town of monsters. She shows up at the school. Everyone hates her and they call her a transy, which I want to talk to you about that phrase. I do not like it. Man, did that rub me the wrong way. Also, there were... I mean, she's... It just means transient, like somebody who doesn't live there. But every time I read it, and this isn't Dia Reeves's doing, or I don't even think she should have... can I tell you something? Yes, you can tell me. There was a part that rubbed me the wrong way after that. Oh, I think I highlighted. Is it the villain? One of those villains? Yes, it is. Melissa. It's Melissa. Mm-hmm. I thought that was riddled that was with disgusting. transphobia. Yeah. Riddled with transphobia. Yeah. So then that's why I, I was like, of course you wouldn't even think of thinking transy is not a great derogatory term that the character enjoys using on other people too and is accepted in this world as being okay is because you maybe don't have any experience with trans people. Yeah. Or with the trans community. I don't know. Because of how you wrote one of the monsters in your book. Yeah. Um, So anyway, so she's like, everyone hates her. Then there's this one guy. He's very grabby. He is uh, Mortmain, which is like people that are fighter people. Yeah, the force that fights the monsters in the town. Yeah. Uh, He is... Uh, he's like, oh, you're hot. And she sits on his lap and then he like grabs her butt. And then she's like, uh, you have an ex-girlfriend. And he, and then she throws fruit salad on him. And then everyone's like, transy, transy. And then I'm like, let's not say that anymore. And then, uh, everyone hates her. And then she decides to go hunting with him to go hunt for uh, monsters to prove her worth. Uh Uh-oh. She bonks her mom on the head because uh, her mom is like, you know, so hard. Like her mom is always out of reach and she wants love from her mom. So she uh, is like arguing with her mom and her mom keeps walking away from her. So she bonks her on the head uh, with something, a lamp. And then her mom is like almost dead. So she runs over uh, to Hot Boy's house, the Mortmain boy, grabs a key on the which is on the door story about the keys really quick let me wrap so the keys are a um they're made out of the bones of the girl who was a being just one key just the one key oh that one key yeah that's right the one key is made out of the bones of what's her name (laughs) anna of anna yeah just some anna woman named a woman named anna young woman um because the her bones let you go into different dimensions. This was she was killed by a and raped by a guy named a name. What is his name? Reynard. 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 Yeah. 
Oh, is it spelled a weird way? R-E-Y-N-A-R-D or R-A-Y. Okay. So she's killed by him a long time ago because he's trying to find, raped and killed by him a long time ago because he's trying to find his daughter who went missing. Um, And he wants to Sorry, use- Runyon. Runyon. That's right. Yeah, R-U-N-Y-O-N. Yeah, like the canyon. I was so sure. I was like, yeah, Reynard. <laughs> so confident. I was just like, oh, I must have read it wrong. Um, Which he used, he wanted to keep her bones and use them and then also create a backup child. So he raped her, impregnated her. Backup to, child. Backup child. To keep the bones, to be able to try and keep going into different dimensions to... uh to try and uh, find daughter. Well, that doesn't work. He's he's trapped. He's Bonnie. cursed. He dies. Bonnie. Bonnie is his daughter. Yep. And so, okay, keep all that in your mind. I know it's a lot, but keep all that in your mind. So she bonks mom on the head. Uh, Hannah, current times, bonks mom on the head. Mom falls down. She touches the key. You can make a wish and the key will burn your hand, but also give you a wish. She says, I wish that my mom's head wasn't damaged. Guess what? This restores Runyon was possessing her mom the whole time. In her, yeah, in her head. In her head. He comes out. He's like, guess what? I want I want to destroy everybody and I want to find my freaking daughter. I want that key. <sighs> so Hannah is like, <laughs> okay, fine. I'm going to go get that key. She commits all kinds of trickery. She gets the key. Uh, she, uh, that's mm-hmm. right. She says, Runyon. Mm-hmm. I have an offer you can't refuse. And Runyon's like, what? And she's like, I'm going to give you that key. You leave my mom. And he's like, fine. Um, There's like fighting. She, like, the, she tries to get the key. The mayor comes. She does get him the key. The mayor comes. He can't use the key. He needs. To be at his house. He needs to be at his house. But then that also doesn't work. Like only Wyatt can do it as a descendant of Anna's. Yes. And yeah, there's a battle and then they, they do still agree to go through to the like weird little realm his daughter got trapped in. Yeah, because the mayor, so there's a whole battle. The mayor's like, you know what? You disobeyed me. You, I said no one can help him. And Hannah's like, okay, fine. Well, I did it. And she's like, well, fine. She opens a door that's like a suicide door. You go in there and you have to kill yourself in this like little room. And if you don't do it, the air runs out. She like finds a way out of that room because she's magic. No, she like she's carves touched. a rune on her on her hip. hip because she knows that the runes is what Wyatt and the other Mortmain were using to get to the invisible doors. And she can switch in and, and she out of knew town. she knew there was an invisible door in that suicide room because she got all blonked up by the going through dimensions and her elbows hurt every time she is near a door. So she was like in there and she's like, oh, my elbows. She's like, there's a door. I have to carve a rune. So I'm going to do that. And then, uh, she, oh, so she escapes. She finds Wyatt. She's like, I should have told you the truth the whole time. Tells him everything. And he's like, well, I would have helped you. And she's like, oh, okay. So then uh, they go through the dimension. Oh, my God. They do find the daughter, Bonnie. But she died like hundreds of years ago. Yeah. St- just trapped. I felt the worst for Bonnie. Yeah, I was sad for Bonnie. But yeah, so then he like doesn't have a reason to be anymore, and he just like rots away from mm-hmm. from uh, Hannah's mom, mm-hmm. Rosalie, mm-hmm. and then they take her back and they fix her up. And the mayor is like, "Bitch, 
Yeah. You were supposed to die in the suicide room. And then Hannah's like, oh, yeah, well, I have swan power. Yeah, that and was one of her magic her powers. Swan necklace on the mayor. Yeah. And then the mayor has to give up and she's like, fine. I know. I she saves faith. Um, and then that's the end of the book. Yeah. Uh, and then she finally does get love from her mother, mm-hmm. which is something. Yeah, because the mom was like trying to protect her from Runyon, but also like herself. She's like had a, a bad upbringing. Yeah. Yeah, so she was like, I can't do to my child what my parents did to me, so you cannot be in my life. Like, she kept trying to kick her out a million times throughout the book. But I did actually feel, like, I was actually like, oh, when, so uh, uh, when Hannah moves into the house, she uh, pulls off the sheets on her mom's bed and uh, sews the words, I love you, onto the mattress and then covers it up. And then she, at the end of the book, comes into her room and sees a pillow on her bed and it says, I love you too, which I thought, like, in that moment, I was like, oh, that's sweet. Yeah. That was um, nice. It was nice. It was nice. I, I liked, I think I didn't like the first third to possibly half of the book. Mm-hmm. And then I really liked the last two thirds or half. Yeah. Um, but I did, I found a Dear Reeves article mm-hmm. or interview um if you want to look for it too you can find it at black teens read two is in the number two dot blogspot.com this is a while ago it was 2010 which is when the book came out um so she the interviewer says hannah is manic depressive did you research the various types of mental illnesses and their symptoms to make sure hannah's was authentic what made you decide to make her mentally ill? Something not seen too often in YA. And she said, the first thing I knew about Hannah, even before I knew her name, was that she hallucinated. So then it became an issue of researching which mental illnesses caused hallucinations. So yes, a lot of research was involved. And yeah, I guess there aren't a lot of mentally ill main characters in YA. Usually it's the main character's parent or friend who's the crazy one. But I think readers can relate to a bit of firsthand craziness. Like Norman Bates said, we all go a little mad sometimes. And then there's another question like, what what would you like to see more of in YA? Personally, I'd love to see more books like yours. POC and fantasy, sex not being a big deal and mental illness. And Dear Ruth said, I'd like to see more books like like mine too but that's why i write nobody writes what i really want to read so i have to do it which is a great philosophy that is great write what you want to read create what you want to consume yeah more poc battling monsters more girls having sex and all caps enjoying it gasp that's the main thing that upsets people but you're never going to convince me that fun happy time sex is a bad thing not as long as you're using protection i don't know that i'm going to write about another mentally ill character anytime soon but I've got this idea for a spooky story featuring two lesbians that I'm super excited about. So yeah, more diversity, sex, and monsters, not necessarily in that order. So that still sounds to me like it was like kind of a piecemeal idea of what it is to be bipolar. Which also, is fair because I'm if I were to try to write a book where the main character is a person of color, I would be having to piecemeal figure out what that experience would be like because it's not a lived experience for me. Here's here's what I here's where I'm going to say yes and no. Mm-hmm. 
one is you if you were to write a story about a POC character, character of color, POC character is reductive. Uh, re- re- it's not grammatically correct. Yeah. At all. If, you, if you were going to write a yeah. character of a of color, that's different than saying I want a character that hallucinates, which I feel like almost fetishizes because it's like I want a character that hallucinates. What fits that? I'm going to look it up and try and f- figure out which one. Yeah, that's what I mean by like very piecemeal. Yeah. Whereas like I feel like if it didn't. I don't know. It didn't feel like a real person's response to their own mental illness. I think there are a lot of different ways that bipolar like manifests. Yeah. And so I can't say that one person's experience wouldn't look this way. Mm-hmm. The only thing that struck, really struck me was her own attitude about it maybe and then the fact it's i'm so torn because i really liked this is a feature and then i also really disliked it which is that then her mental illness is magic yeah like it is a real it it is real in the world of portrero yeah yeah i agree because on the one hand it then becomes we're able to see the story of this character who her only thing isn't mental illness mm-hmm. because it's also a reality in the world. And then so we get to see what she wants, which is love from her mother. Yeah. But at the same time, because it's in the world around us and we all know this world to be crazy, it's kind of the only thing about her. So it's like, it's a, it's two sides of this coin where it, it gets the job done, but then it also makes it worse at the same time. I don't know. It's, it's, yeah. I'm really torn. It, it's very cool that all of that her like, hallucinations talking to her swan not a real swan is it a stuffed animal or a wooden it's a wooden swan, swan so I she think. walks in there's a wooden swan and she like sort of immediately real. takes to it and it turns real immediately because when hannah shows up she has not she's been off her meds yeah oh that's something where i was like no that's not how it works where, you where it was like a day your medication it's the same then, day it's better. I mean, yeah speaking of yeah. you can't take your go off your meds take it and then like poof Instantly everything's better. fine it took me i was my meds were wrong for two weeks mm-hmm. and then it took me like two weeks to get right again yeah and so for two weeks i'm just like slogging through the world having like it was really hard to talk to people i'd be in group settings and i just shut down and just want to go home it was just like so everything was painful i was depressed i was so depressed i just wanted to sleep all the time i couldn't get anything done i didn't really want to eat two weeks of that yeah and i'm like it they're smaller swings for me i was still on one of my mood stabilizers and I was still on two mood stabilizers. It was just the wrong mood stabilizer. And it wasn't even a different mood stabilizer. It was generic versus brand. I have to take brand. That was the whole reason that like yeah. it got thrown off is because my insurance changed, changed and then they wouldn't cover it. It took me three hours to sort out. So I was taking, when I was taking brand name Lumicdol, fine. For two weeks, I had to take generic Lumicdol. I went into a manic swing. Mm. And then after that, I went into a depressive swing. Mm-hmm. And it took me two weeks just to get normal again now that I'm taking brand name again. So you can't, it's not this magic pill. That was crazy. So that bothered I was say, me. That was crazy. That was like <laughs> weird that like she, yeah, like she would take it and then instantly be better. I did like 
here's the thing. Certain parts of her were real. Like Mm -hmm. the fact that she was sabotaging herself to get her mother to take care of her. Yeah. Was so painful and real. And I, her mom was like, I hated her, but I liked her because she was very, she was hard, but I didn't, I also didn't hate her. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like she was like not poorly written. She was just not nice. She's cold. Yeah. Which I, I liked. She wanted her gone. And yeah, I liked that. Um, yeah, the mom felt real. I did not Wyatt like it didn't Wyatt. feel real. I did not like Wyatt. I really didn't like Wyatt. I mean, because at first he's, I mean, for one thing, he's real grabby. Yeah. And it's maybe just because I just saw that Melby video where Melby is uh, on an interview and I don't remember who it is, but a, an old dude is sitting next to her and he's just uh-huh. grabbing her ass during the interview the whole time. Oh, God. And she finally, like, she like looks around like, what? And then she like turns to him and she, She's like, what are you doing? And gets up and moves further away from him. And she's like, why would your hand be on my ass? And he just laughs. Ugh. But it, like, so I had just seen that. that. And he's literally doing that. He's yeah. like grabbing her ass. And at one point he, so he has these cards that he uses. Oh, yeah. As part of his like fighting evil. And they're sort of like these sticky cards with like runes. Yeah, they're like glyphs on them. Yeah, glyphs. And... They can stick them to things and based on like their color and the etching on it, it does a certain thing. Um, so like at one point he's able to go into like a plane of glass. At another, he's able to like blow up the creature in the glass. There are these black cards that are protecting. There are gold cards, blah, blah, blah. He does all these things. So when he wants to protect Hannah in that scene where they go in the creepy serial killer's yeah. house. And they're not yet dating them. They're not yet romantic. I mean, they're romantic-ish. They're flirting. Yeah, they're flirting. But they're not dating. There have been no boundaries established. And he puts, he just takes one of his black protecting cards and goes and sticks it under her boob. Yeah. Her boob. Her boob. Under her, like, left breast. I know. And I didn't like that. Again, I... It's like, I don't like him for that. I super don't like him for that. I understand Hannah being like, because like she wants him to touch her. Yeah. Which is cool. And she's excited by the touch. Mm -hmm. But that's also like, that's not right. I guess I don't like him doing it without, like, I don't want to say ask. I mean, yeah, doing it without asking. It's very much like, oh, you cheeky boy. Yeah. And she looks at him that way, right? Because she's like, oh, I she's knew like, he was oh, just being you. grabby. Which, here's the thing. You can want sex and be sex positive, which she definitely is. Mm-hmm. Which is great. With, while still being like, yeah, but I I don't know you very well. Maybe you shouldn't like do that again and I'll smack you. Yeah. Right? Because like the whole thing with sex positivity isn't that you want it all the time no matter what. It's that you want it when you want it and you know what you want. Mm-hmm. When, I mean, I I don't know. I just, I didn't like that he just did that. I didn't really like him. And he was also sort of like nothing. He was not interesting. Although that's very typical of these, of, <laughs> I mean, this isn't really typical like YA pulp. This isn't like a huge, th- I mean, because this is written in 2010 the whole landscape is different. So it's okay, not so really this is like 2010 though. So you know what though? I would say that this was completely of the time. 
because we hadn't yet had the Me Too movement. Consent wasn't a big thing we were talking about yet. Yeah. So maybe it's just, you know, it's like baby steps. Like, okay, well, we have this like uh, biracial, bicultural, mentally ill main character in a YA book who fights monsters. It's very cool. She's mm-hmm. very cool. This is also her first book. Yeah. Um. Previously, she was a librarian t- in Texas, and then she, you know, published this book. Yeah. I mean, I liked Slice of Cherry much more than this book. I did too. It was a. I mean, as is normal. Uh, it was a really strong second showing. Yeah. I thought. Yeah. Um. This is a still- lot more story there. Yeah. There's not that much story here, or there is, but it all takes place in like the last like half or quarter of the book. Yeah. The first. Half of the book is just like very meandery, yeah, kind of repetitive, yeah. But then, but then all the stuff that's cool is very cool. It's so cool. Like this girl gets eaten. First of all, she gets like fake killed. Like Romeo and Juliet elixir killed. Oh yeah, he also fucking like that was not cool. She calls him on that though. Yeah, she's mad at him for like a full day. But she's also sort of like. I didn't really get the sense that she was a teenager. She felt like a 10-year-old to me. A lot of times. But that might just be arrested development. Yeah. She yeah. Cause but she felt she felt mostly very like petulant. Yes, very and petulant. Not, like, and it's supposed to, I think to me, it felt like it was supposed to come off as like willful and wild. But instead it just came off as like bratty. Yeah. And I felt like also some of it was like well, she's crazy. And I was like, but that's like reductive and not cool. Yeah. Like there are certain parts, like there's a part where she doesn't get what she wants. So she cuts her arms open and smears blood all over her mother's house. And I was like, <sighs> it's so hard what? because it's like, well, I don't, because with my criticism of the being, how the being grabbed is handled too, it's like, well, I can't, I don't even want to hold all main characters to a standard where they have to be perfectly self-actualized. Oh no, and, she's flawed and calling for sure. stuff out. And but but it was more like it it felt like less of a written character flaw than, like you said, kind of a reductive yeah. um portrayal of like like it was more indicative it read as more indicative of, well, I have a mental illness as opposed to I'm a flawed character. Right. It was a lot more like, mm, explain it away. Yeah. Well, because even the character will say stuff like, well, I'm crazy, so. Yeah. And it, and it isn't exactly like if it were like, I am just so, I mean, I guess it is that she is so self-destructive and will do anything to get her mother's attention. Yeah. But I just... There was something about it. It was lacking in, it was like a little bit two dimensional. She was, it was less like, she was so flip about everything. She was so like, I was getting a completely outside impression of her, Mm -hmm. even though we're in her head. I didn't feel like I was in her head. I didn't feel like I had a handle on who she was. She was just wild girl. She was very wild. And so it was like, she's, telling me oh i really want her love i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do that but it felt like so on the surface i wasn't getting the feeling i wasn't getting a sense of her feelings i was only getting her thoughts i think you're totally right because i'm trying to think back on it now and i was trying to think about like okay do i remember reading you know anything like internal where it was like you know 
there's anything, no self-analysis. Anything well, like, like the, right where know. the character's just, I mean, I guess, but she knows she wants her mom's love and she'll know she'll do anything for it. Yeah, and she says that too. It's all just very easy. Mm-hmm. The character, even even though like she should really be struggling, it's all very, it's a matter of time. And I understand that is like, a, I don't, something was lacking. Something was lacking. I can't quite put my finger on it. Like in Slice of Cherry, I was getting such a palpable sense yes. of her jealousy of her sister, like seeing yes. somebody else and her anger and her feelings about her dad. And I, because it's been a little while since we read Slice of Cherry, I can't articulate what the difference is. All I know is that when I read that, I was like, I understand this. This feels like a real fleshed out person and in this it felt like bipolar barbie yeah kind of well because here's the thing too i think that in this book there's anger and happiness she never feels disappointed or sad she's always angry yeah like rageful and and, and i think she's like is that the lens of a person like trying to write in a mental illness they're not familiar with it, maybe very possibly. I'll take back bipolar Barbie. I say Barbie just because she's like very pretty. She's very beautiful. She's pretty and she knows it and she makes dresses. Right. And I'll switch it to bipolar Pollyanna. She's yeah. a bipolar Pollyanna where it's like, my mom doesn't love me. Just got to wait it out and make some dresses. That's true. No one at school likes me. I'm going to make them like me. No problem. I'm going to fit right in. I'm going to go out and fight and I'm immediately going to kill the thing and it's like it's fine but i never got any insecurity well it's also yeah she's not letting the game rest she's not like all she's doing we need to see this character in order for her to truly grow we don't see her grow she never grows she doesn't grow we need to see her fail spectacularly because this people around her grow yeah yeah but she doesn't but like your main character should always We'll go through something. Yeah. I mean, she, it's like, it's very much like, and then, and then, and then, that's what it is. And not because of that, this happened. It's just, it, (sighs) things happen, but there's no arc. Yeah. Well, things happen to this character and she doesn't change. Yeah. Events take place. Yeah. Sure. A million events take place. Yeah. Um, And it's like, it's not a Mary Sue issue at all. It's really just that, like, because, like, so it's it's not an issue of, like, well, I don't find it believable that she was able to kill her first time out. It's more that, like, she doesn't even seem, like, she gets mad when he puts her into, like, a oh, yeah, state let's that talk makes her that look like she's dead. Yeah, well, and basically but, kills her, but not really. But then she's, like, there's no insecurity. There's, like, no fear. She's, like, whatever, no problem. I've got this sword. I'm going to figure it out. I, it's just, yeah. like, so... Also, what I would have loved... not relatable to be in somebody's head who doesn't have, like, insecurities or... There are no shades to how she feels. Yeah. That's what I... What I would have loved is... Okay, so maybe she doesn't feel scared about the monsters. But we should see her feel scared about losing her mother. Scared about something. About something. So she... And I think it would have been nice to see her react to failing... Rather than just like there's a point where right like all the kids make fun of her at one point and she goes home Mm -hmm. and she's pissed off. But then she's like, whatever, I'll like keep trying. 
Yeah. And they'll like come around. But there's no real sense that she felt rejected. Yeah. I think she, does she literally say rejected? She does. She it says rejected. Ne- it never feels like said, she but not feels felt. that. Yeah. It just, it reminds me of like an improv note of like, this is a really interesting character you're doing, but please be affected by the things that are happening in the scene. Like, yes. do you care? Yeah. Does your character care? They yeah. should care. That kind of thing. There are parts, and again, like the whole second half of the book, I, I really liked. Or it picked up at some point. Yeah. I can't remember what no, part I, of the I, book I, it picked up, but. I liked a lot of this book. It was sort of, it. it's like the the end of, where she was at the end of the book was like, thumbs up, cool. If she had started from a lower place. Yeah, but she felt fine at the beginning. But it was just like, yeah, got it. Or she was at least in like full denial, which we never see her come out of. So if she starts in the book in full denial, we need to see her break out of it and see what she is. Yeah, nothing seems to sink in. But I did want to talk about that cool scene because I I feel like we've been ragging on this book a lot, or at least certainly I have. There I think are parts it's just because awesome. I really liked Slice of Cherry. And I, I love liked, Slice of Cherry so much. And I liked the second half of it. And yeah, there were so many cool things. So inevitably, I think for both of us on the podcast, if we liked a lot about the book, we tend to focus on the things yeah. where we're like, but it could be better here. And yeah. where if it's like garbage, yeah. we're like, oh, I thought it was nice how she like, you know, didn't kill someone. Yeah. <laughs> and like it's a bare minimum. Yeah. So yeah, please know that like overall this is a good book and anything we're saying is just like, but I felt this was lacking in what is otherwise a solid book. Well, and the things that then seem to be lacking, which to me were uh, uh, a little bit of transphobia and uh, kind of weird handling of Miss, mental illness. Yeah is because this book is also written more recently. And so I'm like, you you don't, like this wasn't the 80s where like everyone was a walking fool. Mm-hmm. Like this is like a little closer to now and so close to right before when everyone, when the general public was like, oh, we shouldn't be like this. That and she's a woman. more stark. And she's a woman. So it's kind of like, oh. Um, but the part that I thought was really cool is, okay, she's like, uh, She's like, I'm going to go hunting for monsters with you guys, mm-hmm. with you and Shoka, Shoko, Shoko, the other uh, Mort Main person uh, that uh, Wyatt works with. Really, the most obvious thing about reading a book by a person of color is the fact that um, I think in I think in the few books we've read so far, it nobody's race really gets said. You just know by their name and by a physical description. But it's not like... She was a white person. Yeah, it's not like Wyatt, the Hispanic boy that I saw. It's it's just like Wyatt, he had like olive skin and his last name was Ortega. Yeah, and like they spoke Spanish. Yeah. Or like the color of someone's hair. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, Which is good. And then when we read it by our usual white men it's always like no one's race gets said and then suddenly someone will be black or hispanic yeah yeah like a a pretty and no one's skin gets described yep except for because it's assumed that they're white yeah unless you are not white and then your skin color gets talked about a lot lot. (laughs) um 
the so uh Wyatt's like, okay, great, you get to be part of our thing. We're gonna kill uh the queen of these hardheads. Um, so drink this, and he just has her drink it, and then he's like, Okay, so you're gonna like basically die right now. Yeah. And she's like, What? <laughs> and like slow she's already too incapacitated. Ugh. And I didn't like that he didn't tell her that. No. So as she's like going under, they're like, okay, okay, okay. So you have this axe. Keep this on you. Um, they're yeah, gonna why carry you. A shithead. I know. And then her eyes are like open, but she's like kind of dead. And, and the like, flies are yeah, on the them. flies are on the eyes. Ugh. Gross. I that would have been the thing that I would have screamed at him at the end of the fight. I would be like, there were fucking flies on my eyes. Yeah. Are you kidding me? You piece of shit. So they the the hardheads come and they're like, okay, so we're gonna get you inside of the queen. You're gonna cut your way out. Um, and we'll take care of the the non queen ones. So then the things carry her she gets swallowed by the queen she starts trying to chop she loses her axe she uses her fucking fingers to claw out yeah she scrapes it's crazy i love it it. it's crazy i love very cool all of the action scenes are very cool and very well written yes and you know what that's what i'm not thinking about the other stuff i will say she does have a moment of failure and she freaks out about it uh when she hits her mom on the head true that's the one moment. And she even like avoids like she like walks away from it. And she's like, if I don't look at her, I won't know if she's dead. I'm not going to like she's fully in denial. But the solution is found pretty quick. I mean, she I, it's again, it's like I know that she's upset, but I'm not really feeling that she's upset. I know she's upset because she races to get the key so that she can wish her mom well. And that's what makes her elbows hurt and lets her know that doors yeah. invisible doors are there but she's again like okay i'll fix this is it in this book it might be another book because we're reading many books right now mm-hmm. um where she says like she starts to panic and she feels like she has cotton in her ears and she like like feels far away and is like dissociating or is that another book that maybe i'm reading for fun <laughs> because if so then that, that would sounds- maybe save some of it because that, that is sounds familiar, but I'm also but, not sure. Is it in 99 Fear Street? It might Street? be because we're reading four <laughs> books right now. Because I finished this on Saturday. Yes, me too. And then I read two of the 99 Fear Street books on Sunday. <sighs> I don't know. And now it's Tuesday. Shit. I, oh, I think maybe this one? Okay, so then that would be if it is. I don't know. I don't if know it is, if it is, then that would be one find... moment where it's like, okay. But considering everything this character's going through and being in this world, and I and that's the another thing that I kind of wasn't super into was that she was like, Oh, well, this world doesn't seem that crazy to me because I'm crazy fucked up. Oh, that's another I thing. Didn't, I like... wasn't into that. I'm just happy to be around, like, in a world that's as crazy as I am. And it's like, well, <laughs> not, like, then again, and the the problem here is almost that, okay, okay, maybe she's it's got this. it. She's got it. I maybe think it's she's this. got it. Okay. Maybe it's that. I think she's got it. Okay. We're truly only in Hannah's head with her very conscious thoughts. We're not getting the writerly analysis. No, we're not. It's just and her color head. to her thoughts. Okay, so then it's that. So I, we're really only getting what she is telling herself. 
Which then. Which would be full of denial. Yeah. Full of, I can do this. Everything's fine. Not getting the like inner turmoil that's going on. It's like not enough like Mm -hmm. the, the writer reaching in and pulling out what's underneath. We true and here's yeah. here's why I thought that is because like what you're saying with like maybe it doesn't seem crazy to me because I'm so crazy mm-hmm. is that like that is kind of what somebody who has like spent their life life being told might feel sure like yeah the world has told me again and again I'm crazy and fucked up and not really worthy of love yeah you know and what so this is that would make sense how i'm acting and and the lens we're seeing the book through yeah. because there is this her because some of what she says and some of what she thinks about wyatt is stuff that i've gone through of like well i should hold on to this person because it, i'm getting a little bit of love Mm-hmm. And and it's my fault if I'm not getting more. I'll just try to be better. I'll try to be better. Mm-hmm. It's it's my problems. All of my problems are creating problems. And so it's my fault that this isn't working. Um, mm-hmm. It's because I'm so crazy. It's because I'm so crazy. It's because I have so many problems. Yeah. And she feels that way about herself, which is why she has that reaction to the town and Wyatt. It's because like she is so like understanding of how understanding he is about finding out that she's bipolar. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, I guess it's because he fights monsters. <laughs> it's like, okay, but those aren't yeah, the same thing. They're also, not on like, the same level. Like, like it would be great. A, a if, person who doesn't fight monsters yeah, should still have exactly. that reaction. Also, yeah. So uh, you know what? I would say if I, I think that's if that's the case, then I don't have 80% of the problem. Mm, well, 70% the, of the problems I have with this book are gone. I it's sort of then like all of the problems I have with hannah are gone because it's like okay so but but it's still problems with the writing i yeah i would have liked to know because often right like you can give away how a person's feeling by just describing physically what's happening with them mm-hmm. is her little tum tum hurting when she's upset yeah is she like that yeah I don't, is she like we're not getting how it feels in her body right. to be going through what she's going through yeah like there was nothing of like there are times when she is like like right after she bonks her mom on the head mm-hmm. and she's trying to avoid it she's not like how is her body feeling are her hands tingling um does she feel out of her body does she feel sick to her stomach yeah. does she feel but instead she's like oh god okay i'm just gonna like ignore it and yeah, hopefully like, it didn't power happen. through yeah so i don't know and and i think i think i wouldn't be analyzing it to this degree if i wasn't bipolar I'm sure somebody else could read this. Yeah. And not think about this. But because I've been like groped when I didn't want it. Yeah. Because I'm bipolar and I feel this way about myself. I see how it's a problem in Hannah. Mm-hmm. I have a, I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think also. It's good to analyze stuff like this so much. Like, yeah, also, I mean, like, that's I, the point the of the whole podcast. Time, the whole time I was reading this, I was just like, like, should I feel protective of my friend who I know has this diagnosis who may not be being portrayed right? 
kind of thing or fairly or whatever. So I, I, the whole time I was just like hackles up a little or I was just like, yeah, it's because I thought it was a good book that I'm finding. Yeah. The things that I think could have been better. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is a really fun, really adventure packed book. Um, the, there but is, I don't like Wyatt. I don't, I'm not <laughs> don't super like into Wyatt. Wyatt. I do like that this character pursues sex. Sex is not, I, I love that this wasn't like a virginity losing story. Like Me too. This, that, that the sex was just a non thing. Like it was a thing she wanted to do. She did it and it was done. She kind of slut shames her mom a bit, but then it goes into how the mom got slut shamed by her dad Yeah, and how awful that was. And how unhealthy. Sounds good. Yeah, that was great. Um, there is, I do, I feel like we have to talk about the Melissa thing because it really rubbed me the wrong way. And I feel it was just, it was like really flippant. I feel like non-binary folks, uh, trans folks might read that and feel bad, you know? And that's not, that's not something like, that is something that I'm like, you know what? That's not cool. To write a villain whose like main horrifying thing about them is that they present as a male and speak with a female voice and have a female name. Yeah. I I don't like that. I think it's uh villainizing something that should be part of normal life, you know? Yeah. So I wasn't well, into that. It just so I highlighted part of that. Mort Main, the fat man's womanly voice should have been comical, but somehow wasn't. What's the special occasion? He peeked out the door in mock terror. Is a hell beast lurking in the azaleas? Good evening, Melissa, said Wyatt politely. Melissa? And then a little bit later, Wyatt pulled me down onto a dark couch that had probably been white once upon a time. I sat on the edge. I was on edge. Melissa, however, was his name really Melissa? Was his carefree as summer? And it's like, I don't know that I would have been this sensitive to it in 2010 either. No. And that's, I think this is a remnant of 2010. But, but it is like, it does super suck how like, she's like, um, what? Why yeah. is he talking like a lady? And why is his name Melissa? That's crazy. Also, like the fact that that's supposed to be something that makes this character more scary, which I'm like, <sighs> I if it had been described a little more like truly it was a female voice a cis female voice coming out of a but I feel like that shouldn't even be body. like that shouldn't even be well if it got described more that it's like no that that's not that person's voice sure a different person's voice is coming out of this human if here's it where it could been be described as like very eerie or like something. It's the weird voice of someone you've on. heard before. That's when I think it's okay that you recognize that voice as someone you've heard before, and it's not that person, or you I know what that person describe should sound it. like, and it's not them. I think you can describe it to the point where it's like, no, this is like otherworldly voice coming out of this person, and then just cut out the his name as Melissa. Yeah, or like, well, my only issue with that is like something you know like a, a huge struggle with a lot of uh uh trans folks that can't pass quote well but again that's yeah uh, you can describe it to the point where the reader understands that something supernatural right. is happening where it's like there 
I yeah, I think that there has to be a supernatural element with the voice because that is what's happening. By the way, yeah, what's, what's happening, happening is that a woman is possessing a man. Yeah, that a, a a ghost spirit thing, right? Yeah, she gets inside other. She finds living people. Yeah, and gets inside them and sort of like feeds on them because she's she, when she died she was pregnant and now yeah. she thinks she still needs to eat for two nourish the baby but she only eats other people like yeah. as the possessed person the possessed person then like kills and eats people, people and eats them which i thought that that's scary enough on its own you yeah. know like so if you just cut out all the like yeah like all the weird but i might have you know written the exact same thing in 2010 and i just I wasn't I it wasn't it so something much. i thought about i think that's why i hate it so much because that may have been something that i as a sheltered individual yeah i, can't, I really would can't not, say but would, then also i knew about drag queens and i don't think i would have been i just don't think i I think because well because drag obviously also that's like so different from trans which is like but I I wouldn't have known that but I mean like oh I would have probably thought like oh this person isn't drag I didn't fully understand drag drag sure and I think at the time I would have thought that that was like kind of interchangeable and we can blame um to Wong Fu thanks for anything everything Julie Newmar for that confusion within me is that they were women all the time yeah um instead of just like you know drag queens for performance right it was that they were their drag personas all the time and i was like oh oh really Mm -hmm. it's a great movie (laughs) it is really truly a good movie but and they're all you know drag queens and uh wesley snipes and patrick swayze win a drag competition they tie for it they meet John Leguizamo, who is another drag queen, but just starting out in kind of a mess. Mm. And they take him and they all are going to drive across country to the next level of the drag competition. They get stranded in this very small town mm. and they sort of like change the hearts and minds of the people who live there. Uh. It's a very feel good movie. I love it. Mm. But they are their drag personas 24 seven. I see. And so I... You thought got drag confused. was that. So I think if this had happened to me, if I like encountered this character, I might have gone like, oh, drag queen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I and I think that's why I'm so hard on it, too, because that is something that I could have seen myself erroneously believing back then. And so then I'm like mad at myself through this thing because I'm projecting yeah, so I, I think know. that's, you know, it's like you hate the things. Because I'm I, hesitant to be like, well, it was a different time because I don't want to excuse. I wouldn't be like, well, slavery was a different yeah, time. Yeah. But for this, it's like, well, I, I, I not so much. I don't want to. It was a different time. It, But I also want to acknowledge I may have written something like this because I wasn't as educated. I think there's a difference between saying it was a different time and I've made mistakes in the past. And we've all learned a lot more. Yeah. And we've all learned a lot. And if a, a, a book written by Dear Reeves now, I would be interested to to see that. Same. Um, and also in general, I still say 100% read this book. This was a fun book. It was good in general. It's just we had certain things about it that we were like, hmm. Yeah. Here's an, <laughs> a oh, is it another part on. about the body. As I watched this hellish ventriloquist act, it clicked into place for me. 
I wasn't staring at a man with a woman's voice, but at a woman with a man's body. I would normally have been excited to see a person so strange as Melissa, but the excitement was lost in a sea of revulsion as she chased the photograph with a deep swallow from her tumbler of gore. Which, like, yeah, I get the revulsion part. Yeah, I get the gore part because she's literally drinking, like, liquefied people. Excited to see a person as strange as Melissa. Yeah. But again, it, like, falls in line with, like, I'm crazy. We're the outcasts and we're not normal and and we have to be like like kind of pitied and forgiven we have to be forgiven for our differences yeah but at the same time she's looking at a monster she's still human just like everybody else so she's looking at a monster which is othering things that look like that yeah i don't know so i'm like Uh, i don't know probably said all we need to say on that um there's another, there is something I highlighted that I liked a lot, and she's talking about Wyatt. It disturbed me that he saw things in such black and white tones. I sure didn't. For me, the world was a confusion of color. That was yeah. like one of the moments where I felt like Hannah like shone through. And I yeah. was like, oh, I that feels like I understand who Hannah is a little bit more. Yeah, and I liked that she that she didn't like that he killed that person to get rid of the possession and mm-hmm. how she was like, mm, there's going to be, there's a different way to do this. Um, and it's probably, Oh, you know what part was really cool too? What? It was so gross, but cool. What? Uh, Petra's breeder oh, situation. Yeah. Oh, that was a moment where I liked Wyatt. I liked Wyatt then too. Cause he wanted to save Petra. Dude. So first off, I, the second we meet, what's that guy's name? The like brutish one. Frankie? Frankie. So Patra has a new boyfriend and it's Frankie and he's very buff and beefcakey and he like gets her this latte and she's like, yeah, like creamy. It's gross, dude. It made me think of those time worms. Yeah, me too. I I was was like, like, oh no. But it's not, it is eggs. Yeah. But it's It's not tapeworm eggs. It's not tapeworm eggs. It's It's other alien monster eggs. So she, Oh, God. She drinks that. She becomes, they're called breeders, which means they like put like babies in you. And mm-hmm. then. And then you're, the babies feast on your organs. And you're kept alive by their magic. Yep. You're a little farm. Yeah. And so your base, your body is immortal until they burst out of you. Yeah. They're like eating you from the inside out. So even if they were to take them out, she would have still been dead because they were eating all of her insides. Yeah. Oh, gross. And it was a cool scene. Too. That was so cool. Yeah. It was so cool. So like what happened was that the Mortmain like grab um, Petra and they're like, she's been whatever. <laughs> men, she's been whatever. Yeah, men. She's been whatever. And she has like a pregnant tummy and uh, they're like, chop off her head. And uh, why it's like no that's my friend don't do that there's gotta <laughs> be another way girlfriend I know and he calls her his friend and I was like I bet you she was so pissed she's like about to die she's like what the fuck did you call me your what? friend I'm your ex and then one of the other Mortmain like chops her head and it doesn't do anything and then it's like oh those like babies are keeping her alive through magic mm-hmm. and then they have to cut open her tummy and just pull pull those things out and it's just her viscera is everywhere it's pretty fucked up that part was really cool gnarly 
So there's a lot of really cool action scenes and like cool monsters. The monsters are all very interesting and cool. We didn't really get rules. Yeah, again, I it just kept it just kept saying like, well, it's different. We have doors here. It's like, okay, I don't I want some kind of explanation <laughs> yeah. why there are doors here and not elsewhere. Yeah. There are doors everywhere. Like one line. There. Uh it's a mystical convergence. Yeah, or we got a hint of something else in Slice of Cherry that yeah. we both kind of assumed got fleshed out more I thought in it would Bleeding be, Violet. I thought it would be what this book is about. Yeah, it's not. me too. <laughs> I thought it was going to be like newcomer, and now we see everything through the newcomer's eyes. Right. No. Well, we you still know, the newcomer's really crazy, why. so it doesn't but matter. There is that bit of a thing in Slice of Cherry, right, where it's like a runaway slave's like magical, like otherworldly energy opens yeah, the cherry doors. Glade. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's like we got too few pieces and they're spread across both books. I'd love, you know, I'd love to just look at like a tree of like what the rules are of this world. Yes. That'd be Me great. Too. Yeah. Because then I can understand it and I'd be happy. Yeah. It's like, cool. More poor tarot books. Yeah. yeah. Let's keep building. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it, this was a really cool book. I would say read it. Yeah. It um, just, it took a while to pick up for me. Yeah. Mm, yeah. One of these, here's one of the passages I highlighted. And this is not a cr- critique of the writing. It's a critique of my own headspace as well. Oh, no. Um, strange, though. He hadn't asked me what I would tried to wish for this time around. Maybe he was scared to ask. The last time he'd asked, he'd found out I was mental. He probably wanted to quit while he was ahead. I patted the shiny green gift wrap present I brought for him. He deserved a truckload of presents for putting up with a girl like me. Yeah, oh, girl, that's, that's hard. Sad. I feel that. That's yeah. That's how I think about myself in regards to my boyfriend. Yeah, I um, past and current, mostly current. I have had um. I I remember uh the first uh boyfriend I had, the one who. Uh, you know, I had the whole fucking rape situation with. Um, used to gaslight me all the time and be like, "You're crazy. You're lucky that, like, you you're lucky that anyone's with you. You're not gonna find anyone that's gonna deal with your crazy shit." That is, you're crazy. You're crazy. Like controlling thing you could say to a person is, "No one's gonna love you as much as I love you." Oh yeah, kind of a thing because it sticks, especially when you're like young, Mm -hmm. which I was, and then that made me for the next guy that I dated all I was you know he oh he got away with so much bullshit because I was like well but he's you know he's putting up with my crazy yeah and it's like that I mean Mike and I have been together for eight years now and I still think of it that way and it's not something he puts on me yeah but I like that saint I have so many problems and all of our problems are my problems there is a I was just talking about this with um, Micah when I was like, um, oh, I'll, I'll like apologize for things a lot. Like if I suggest we go to a restaurant and he didn't like his food, I'll be like, I'm so sorry I recommended that place. Like, I don't know. Yeah. And he's like, like, what? Like consumed with guilt. He's like, that's not like your, what? This doesn't matter. Like that doesn't, but I really, and I can't believe I'm so like dumb. That like I just came to this conclusion. It was literally like yesterday. Or like if something stems from something that like like if I do something which causes something which then is like 
causing this and then causing this where it gets to a point where it logically is not my fault. I'll still be like, you know, I'm I'm really sorry that I did a activity, which then goes to like Z activity. Yeah. Um, And I realize it's because my mom always like would just be like, well, why did you like do this? Because this caused this and then this caused this and then yeah. this caused this. Uh, it was so funny because I was just like, oh, you know, I think that's like from my mom. And he was like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. That's, that's definitely from the, he's like, You apologize for stuff all the time that like is not your fault. And I always tell you, or I'll like project what I think. I'll project that he will be disappointed with something. So I'll be like, well, I don't know. Like, I, you're probably going to be mad because blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I'm not mad. What? Why would you think that? And I was like, I don't know. Just feel like you probably would be. <laughs> Um, it is weird though. Yeah, this is what happens when you have either shitty relationships or shitty messaging from culture. Yeah. And I have had both. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then you just keep thinking. And then the thing that sucks is when you feel guilty. So then you sabotage things. Because yeah. you're like, well, it's just fucked anyway, right? Or I'm just, I'm, um, I spent a lot of time just like, well, my problems are going to be too much and he's going to leave. So I'm going to really wall up my feelings. And then just because let I, them I just don't pressure trust. Cooked? Yeah. And then just um, never. And instead what happens is I'm never fully, fully committing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I've had like two boyfriends break up with me because um, I didn't want to have sex as much as they wanted to. Mm. Because of my oh so charming like sexual past. Yeah yeah trauma yeah it is yeah and so then it's like well i have so many problems it's like, well i didn't do this to myself mm -hmm. yeah so you get in other relationships and you're like well i only deserve so much love so that's all i'm gonna ask for and yeah and so that's what i saw hannah doing in this book and that read very true to me yeah i know that read like i i felt bad for her in that moment i was like there hannah. were a few moments and like same with the like groping. Yeah. Like it's so I've highlighted two of those. Wyatt seemed impressed by my ability to suck it up, smiling encouragingly as he stuck his hand down the front of my dress. He did it so quickly, pressing one of the black cards to the skin beneath my left breast that I barely had time to gasp. I didn't want to get felt up in that horror house, not even unintentionally, but before I could shove him away, he was done. He did the same thing to himself, reaching into his shirt to press the other card over his heart. It's like she, she outright says she, she like, didn't want, want it, it to happen. And then like he is totally left off the hook. You ever stop to think she might prove you wrong? And this is like way later in the book. He said, and then he reached his warm hand down my bodice again. You know, most boys settle for a good night kiss after a first date. Oh, no, wait. This is also after the Melissa thing. <laughs> he laughed and shook the black card he'd removed from my chest like a Polaroid picture. But unlike a Polaroid, the card disintegrated and wafted away on the breeze, much as Melissa had. You just watched me stab a guy in the face. Don't you think we're beyond the usual dating formalities? You'd get no argument from me on that point. Well, he should. Yeah, he should. He should. Why? It's a shithead. Yeah. And I she mean, just like accepts it. But it, again, it's like I need that extra bit of like writer commentary mm -hmm. so that like it's clear she's doing this because of insecurities instead of just like well he was right about that no well you know what's crazy though i think until recently we didn't even know we could not want a guy to touch us 
Or that he should assume he shouldn't. Yeah, or he should care what you are even He's thinking. Like, oh, well, it's very like it took a long time for me to get the boys will be boys thing out of my head. I'm like, well, yeah. of course he's grabbing my ass. Yeah. He's a guy. Yeah. Or they're going like, to try oh, to get well, away with that stuff. Yeah. Or I'd be like, oh, well, that's positive. Like that's positive reinforcement. Yeah. Oh, he I just I'm got hot. a compliment. Oh, wow. I should mm-hmm. thank my lucky stars. Hmm. Yeah. Here's a part because I don't want to keep talking about Hannah's uh, insecurities, Sure. which it, it's, Good to have in a book. I just want to know that there are insecurities. Um, it's when she's like, so are we going to have sex, basically? Yeah. And, um, oh, I both liked and didn't like this part. Hmm. You mean talk about all our, and she like wants to go through their history or something. You mean talk about all our diseases and partners and all that? He asked as we kicked through the drifts of decaying leaves littering the sidewalk. You've had diseases? Hell no. You? Of course not. STDs are for losers. but i have had lots of practice so much that it's not really practice at this point it's more like art i liked that part didn't like the stds are for losers that sounds like something a teenager would say though i was gonna say it sounds like something a teenager would say but all of this needs to be presented in the context of yeah she's wrong yeah to think that people can't love her this is an insecurity of hers he shouldn't be groping her Mm -hmm. he's wrong for doing that they're saying these things because they're dumb, because they're dumb dumbs. They're dumb kids. They're I, they're kids. I would like if she like when she says STDs are for losers. If we got something like I hoped that I sounded cool when I said that, or like I hoped that he something. liked me for saying that, or something like with a little bit more honesty, because the book she's not. Again, if we're only getting it from her brain, then mm-hmm. I get why we're not getting very much honesty in this book. Yeah, but I would have liked some more honesty in this book. Yeah. And that would be an e because that would be an easy thing to take care of if it weren't in the first person. You could oh, just yeah. be like, um, like STDs are for losers, she said, hoping she sounded more like confident in sex than she felt or something right, like that. Right. Because yeah, they're they're teenagers. So they're gonna say dumb stuff. Yeah. But it's presented as though it's the author's thought. That is exactly what it is. There's Which no we've, separation. We've had mm-hmm. many a book. Yes. before where it's like okay but do you think this yes. crappy thing or does the character think this yes. crappy thing yeah um do we have any other must talks about this book let me see oh i, w- I just wanted to talk about this insane scene i totally forgot about this where rosalie makes her kidnap a boy so oh. that she can like carve him up I for Rungan's fun. Forgot about I that. I completely forgot about the that. The poor boy that's just trying to I cure know. his zits. So there's this boy who's like covered in like zits or boils or something, and his grandma told him that like a swim in the moonlight or something the would cure, swim will cure would it. cure his uh, skin problems. So he's out there swimming, and then Rosalie, who's now like being fully controlled by Runyon, is like, "Hey, go get that boy to come over here," and. Hannah runs over and because the boy is naked, she like tries to make him comfortable and wants to follow her by also being naked. Mm -hmm. So then they go and Rosalie sees them coming. She's like, I guess we're getting naked. And so Rosalie takes off all of her clothes. They get over there and then Rosalie basically roofies. Yeah. In a way, Hannah, she gives her something. She's like, it's like happiness juice. And so then Hannah just goes along with this insane like 
maiming and murdering yeah of this poor little kid and it's nuts so rosalie jumps on top of him and is doing something and the kid like obviously for a bit he thinks is, they're gonna get frisky yeah is like am i gonna have a threesome with a mom and a daughter and <laughs> why are you hurting him because runyon wants him marked and because it's fun she laughed sure you don't want to get in on this i shook my head giggling rosalie tisked at my squeamishness can you at least do something about his erection it's distracting the hell out of me <laughs> i laughed so hard i had to crawl away and vomit again into the high grass edging the lake to the startlement of several crickets i fell onto my back on the cold ground and laughed until i cried hope bubbling within me if it was okay for a boy to hold on to his erection while being tortured then it was okay for me to hold on to my love for rosalie no matter what she did yeah that's a nice little passage and I also, that is a moment. Also, of, it's insane. It's so, so insane. So they're all naked. Rosalie's sitting on top of this poor kid with zits and an erection. And yeah. she's like carving into his forehead or something. Yeah. And then freaking Hannah passes out in the by the lake, wakes up. He's got no arms. He's in her bed. <laughs> and she's like, what the hell happened? It was because Runyon was trying to use his arms to pull the key off. Yeah. Runyon and like hypnotized like, him. The glyph it. made him do whatever yeah. Runyon says. And his arms got torn off. Because he just yanked as hard as he could. It's terrifying. Ugh. <laughs> oh, one last thing. Yes. So when when Hannah's trying to figure out a way to get a different key rather than steal from Wyatt again. Oh, yeah. And she goes to see that like ghost wet William in the river. Oh, my God. And Wyatt totally fucks everything up. That was so funny. <laughs> so she's like gotten this wish from him and she's gonna wish that like Runyon would get out of her mom's head completely or something. And she's in there and then Wyatt fucks it up. And <laughs> she goes, wait, I yelled, wanting to swim after Wet William's head, but tethered by Wyatt's iron grip on my elbow. What about my wish? Bitch, what about my body? Screamed Wet William as the current carried him away. You know how long it's going to take to grow a new head? Shit on your wish. Shit on your wish. <laughs> Shit on your wish. I, I loved really liked that. that I loved that. <laughs> that was no, very that funny. part was very funny. Um, but yeah, I, 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 ch I chatted the chat. I got a yeah, chat. That's all the chat I got. Man. So yeah, I recommend it. These were the problems we had. These were the and problems that we had. These other problems we had. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Oh, read it. Good book. Good book. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Yeah. Um, if you are reading along with us, mm -hmm. we will be covering, as you already know. As you as you already know, because we're reading one thousand books right now. <laughs> uh, we are covering the ninety nine Fear Street uh, trilogy. All next three time. books. All three on our next episode with first guest horror. Jason Sheridan. Second, Second horror. horror. Third Good horror. horror. Uh, those are the horrors, horrors that I know. <laughs> These are the horrors I know. Um, horrors. Horrors. These are the horrors I know. Horrors. Horrors. Uh, and thank you so much to our Patreon uh, subscribers. Um, it is not without your help that we... <laughs> I, I left my body when I said that. Truly, it is not. But for the grace of Patreon, go we. <laughs> that we... Continue forth <laughs> with our speaking engagements for you for free, but with help. It was, I felt like I was giving a commencement <laughs> speech, like as I was oh, saying but that. For the, ah, but for the summer but for the support of those who can afford uh, to give to 
Oh. Cherish you, we do. Charity is brought on wings of doves. Are you the bird of avian times? <laughs> I'm not well. So if you want to support the podcast um, with more than just listening, go to patreon.com slash teencreeps. Um, if you uh, want to, here's some other ways you can support the podcast. Tell a friend. Um, leave us a lovely review on Apple Podcasts. That's always very helpful. Um, you can also follow our show on uh, Instagram and Twitter at Teen Creeps Pod. And we have a Facebook group called Keep It Creepy. Uh, face- Keep It Creepy. Teen and then in brackets, creeps. it says Teen Creeps Podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can join that. That's where you can meet fellow creeps. It's very cool. Um and you can follow uh, me on social media at Kelly Nugy, K-E-L-L-Y-N-U-G-E-E. You can follow me at Lindsay Katai, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y-K-A-T-A-I. Yay. That's about it. That's about it. Thank you for joining us. Bodia Reeves is leading Violet. Thank keep you it creepy. for listening. <laughs> and keep it creepy. Keep it creepy. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Kelly Nugent, Lindsay Katai, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook.